Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. something that touched me she said many did not get the opportunity to bless God's name this morning not 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 because they didn't want to because they didn't wake up this morning the Bible says that let everything that have bread praise the Lord come on not not with the clapping of your hands but with the fruit of your lips can we begin to lift something up to them Father, thank you for giving us breath this morning. Somebody didn't wake up. Come on, begin to bless his name. Minister Dominique said, don't let the rocks cry out for you. Come on, begin to bless his name. God, you are worthy and worthy to be praised. Come on, with the fruit of your lips, begin to bless him. Begin to bless him. Tell him how worthy he is. Tell him how worthy he is. You are worthy and worthy to be praised. Matter of fact, God, we searched all over and could find none like you. We bless your name on this morning. We honor you, God, for the breath that you put in our lungs. For in you, God, we move, we live, and we have our being. And for that, we say thank you. Somebody give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. God is so worthy. He is so worthy. I want you to take up your Bibles. I know many of us, we have many who are out this morning for various reasons. As Minister Chantel said, we got some that are traveling, some that are sick, some that have other agendas this morning, but we came to bless the name of the Lord. Amen. I believe God has a word for us. Somebody say, there's a word for me. I want us to go to 1 Samuel chapter 1. I want to look at verses 9 through 10. If you're watching online, I need you to tag a woman. It's Women's Month at the Way Church, so I want you to tag somebody. I believe there's a word for women. I believe there's a word for all of us, but specifically for women this morning. I want to look at verses 9 through 10. If you don't have your Bible, it's on the screen. But if can we stand for God's reading of his word? I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. The Bible says, So Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli the priest was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. I, I want to stop right there. You never know who's watching you. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. So Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli the priest was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul. Somebody say she was bitter. And prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. So grateful for the praise team. Thank you, Serene, for ushering the spirit in, the, in this house this morning. I, I want to minister from this subject. He remembers sorrowful women. I want y'all to hear what I just said. He remembers sorrowful women. So if you're in a season of sorrow, somebody say, he remembers me. He remembers me. I believe many times when we can be in seasons of sorrow, it may seem like the Lord has left us, but somebody say, he remembers me. I want us to consider the words of the hymnist. This hymnist said, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well 
with my soul. But if we can be honest, there are times that we are given some lots. Watch this, especially women that can make it hard to say it is well. I know we sung it growing up in church, but I don't know about y'all. There's some stuff that you can go through that make it hard to say it is well. I don't know about you, but there's some women that the divorce made them weep rather than saying it as well. There was a disappointment that you encountered that made you weep rather than saying it was well. And watch this. Many of us have had diagnosis that made us weep rather than saying it is well. And I love how the old saints used to say it. If it ain't happening to you, baby, yet, you better keep on living. Somebody say, keep on living. I don't know about y'all. Y'all love to sing the songs like everything's all right, but some stuff just hits me so hard that it makes it say it is well. Because the reality is there's some lots that we're given that make it hard to live even the more rather than just simply saying it is well. Some stuff you go through that just make it hard to live. But here's the good news. God's heart, watch this, is bent towards those that endure hardship. This is why Paul told Timothy to endure hardship as a good soldier because God's heart is bent towards those that have endured hardship. Somebody say, I'm in good company. Consider the New American Standard Version of Psalm 34, 18. The Bible says that the Lord is near the brokenhearted and save those who are crushed in spirit. Watch this. This text reminds us that the Lord responds to those that are in sorrow. The Bible says he comes near. And here's the other thing. He rescues those that are in sorrow. The Bible says that he saves. And I don't know about y'all, but that's good news to me. That when I'm in seasons of sorrow, God says I'll respond. And not only will God respond, but somebody say he rescues me. And here's one of the problems with many believers. When we get in seasons of sorrow, we don't think God will respond and neither do we believe God will rescue us. Uh, But this text reminds us that he hears, that he hears and he will save us. So sorrow, hear this, is not a sign that the Lord has left you, but sorrow is a sign for the Lord to extend his love. Somebody say towards me. Here's what the enemy wants you to believe. When you're in seasons of sorrow that God has left you. But God says, watch this. When you have seasons of sorrow, that's a sign for him to jump into action. I don't know about y'all, but that's good news to me. I know when, watch this, many times when we're in seasons of sorrow, people know how to leave us. Because everything's not well, but God says, I jump in, watch this, to your condition. Somebody say, it's okay to be in sorrow. It's okay to be in sorrow. And I said this in one of of the reasons this is a lie of the enemy. He wants you to believe that the Lord has left you. But the Lord reflects his love for us in seasons of sorrow. So here's my prayer for women this morning. Is that even if you're experiencing sorrow. Even if you're in a season of sorrow. And watch this. If it ain't you today, somebody say it might be me tomorrow. Uh, Yeah, it might be you tomorrow. The good news is that the Lord remembers you. Women who are enduring hurt, hardship, and heartache, the Lord remembers you. But, but, But before I move forward, I need us to have a working definition of this word, remember. I believe it's on our screen. I I need us to see something. This word, remember, found in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 19, is the Hebrew word, zakar. In other words, one definition is to be mindful. Watch this. Here's the good news. To preserve and to even extol. So whenever we see this, um, this phrase that the Lord remembers, in other words, what he's trying to remind us is that he's being mindful of our condition. Oh, that's good news, y'all. Y'all know how we can go through stuff and people don't care what you're going through. God says, I'm mindful of your condition. Here's the other good news about it. He'll preserve us in our condition. So here's the other good news. You ain't got to lose your mind when you're going through sorrow because he'll keep your mind. So in other words, he'll preserve you in the stuff that folk don't realize. How did you make it out? Because God remembered me. Here's the other thing. He'll extol, in other words, exalt us above our condition. Somebody say, it won't always be like this. You can't make that testimony and you can't declare that if the Lord doesn't remember you in your condition. 
We like to sing the lyrics, but if God does not remember me in my condition, he'll never exalt me above my condition. Somebody say, Lord, remember me. The reason why some of y'all still going through what you're going through is because God has forgotten you. Oh, y'all don't like that this morning, but I want to be real. Because hear this, over the course of this um, Women's Month, our desire must be for the Lord to remember us. And why is this significant? I said this, that if the Lord can remember us, he can also cut us off. See, we don't like that part in the text. Somebody say, God can cut me off. The same way y'all like to cut off folk, God will cut you off. See, y'all don't like that part. Y'all thought y'all were going to be here again, be feel good. I need you to see Bible. Somebody say, I need to see Bible. Notice what Proverbs 2.22 says. The unfaithful will be uprooted. Therefore, watch this. We must ensure that the Lord remembers us so that we will not be uprooted by the Lord. If I don't, if God doesn't find me, watch this. I've got to be faithful even in seasons of sorrow. And hear this, many times when we get in seasons of sorrow, we think it's our license to do whatever we want to do. Somebody say, I got to still be faithful. I got to still be faithful because if I'm not found faithful, God uproots me. Therefore, the critical questions we got to ask ourselves is, what will it require of us so that the Lord will remember us even in seasons of sorrow? How can we ensure that the Lord is mindful of us while we're going through sorrow? That the Lord will preserve us in sorrow and the Lord will exalt us above sorrow. Those are questions we got to ask ourselves. I believe we find the answers to these questions in our foundational text. Hannah, our prime um, person in this text, finds herself in a season of sorrow because, watch this, the Lord had yet to open her womb. How many of y'all have had promises from God that have yet to come to pass? Oh, that can somebody say that can make you sorrowful? When you know God has promised you some stuff and God, I still don't see it yet. Uh, This is where we find Hannah in our text wanting a child, but God had yet to open up her womb. And I need y'all to see this in the text because I need I need this text to help me, y'all, because it's important to know that her sorrow was not short lived. Notice what verse seven of our text says. The Bible says we it's not clear in terms of the extent, but it does say this. It says so it was year by year. In other words, this means, hear this, that her sorrow was evident. Have you ever been in a place where your sorrow was evident and everybody saw your business? They knew that she desired a child, but somebody said she wasn't pregnant. So her sorrow was evident. And here's the other thing about her sorrow. Her sorrow was extended. The Bible says it was not just for a moment, but she wept year by year. I don't know about y'all, but it can be hard to remain faithful. When everybody know your business, it can hard. It can be hard to remain faithful when God ain't do what He said He would do in the timing that I thought He would do. Somebody say my sorrow was extended. I don't know about y'all if you ever been in seasons where everybody know what you're going through. And then watch this. It does not seem like there's any light at the end of the tunnel. This is where we find Hannah in our text with evident sorrow, extended sorrow. If we can be honest, there's some hurts, there's some hardships, there's some heartaches that have been evident, that have been extended. And I hear this, it makes it difficult to endure. But somebody say, if Hannah can do it, somebody say, if Hannah can do it, I can do it. Yet we too can be ensured that the Lord will remember us, even during signs, signs of sorrow and seasons of sorrow. I believe we can glean wisdom from Hannah. And how she handled her sorrow that allowed the Lord to remember her. So here's what I want us to do. I want every woman that has ever experienced hardship, heartache, and watch this, even hurt. You may be in it, somebody say, right now. But the Lord can remember you. So let us examine our text. Notice what verse number six says, because I'm going to look at 1 Samuel chapter one in totality. I need us to see all of this in the text. I just pulled that first portion for for topical reasons, but I'm going to look at the entire text. Notice what verse six says. The Bible says, and her rival, somebody say she had a hater. I don't like to say that, but she did really have a hater. That's the Bible. Somebody say that's Bible. Also provoked her severely to make her miserable. 
because the Lord had closed her womb. And I said this, I don't typically like to say this, but when you have haters, it can make it hard to remain holy. Y'all know folk that like to provoke you when you're going through seasons of sorrow. Listen, somebody say it can be hard to be holy. See, I, I'm, not, I'm not that deep, y'all. It can be hard to be holy when you have haters. Because despite what you believe, watch this, when you are saved, there are people who know how to provoke you to sin. Did y'all catch what I just said? As soon as they know, Serene, that you're a psalmist, watch this, there's unsaved folk that know how to provoke you to sin. As soon as you call yourself and declare you a pastor, oh, you saved now. There's folk that have been, watch this, assigned by the enemy to provoke you to sin. Somebody say, I, I, I might have some haters. Yeah, you might have some haters. Y'all know those folk that like to ask you about your marriage just to be messy. Those that ask you about your grief just to gossip. And those watches that ask you about the worries of your life just to reopen wounds. Somebody say, we got some haters. You've got to be careful and discern why folk are trying to ask about you. Are you really trying to ask me about my marriage? Or are you really just being messy? Because you ain't prayed with me and you still asking me about it. Somebody say they being messy. And here's one way if you know they're being messy or they're really concerned about the conditions of your life. What have you taken to the Lord in prayer? You just want to gossip, baby. Somebody say they just want to gossip. That's the only reason you want to know about my grief. Uh, but hear this. There are people that like to provoke you while you are in pain. I ain't just talking about folk that just say you saved and now they want to provoke you and see if you really saved. No, it's folk that like to provoke you. Watch this. And folk come out the woodworks when I have wounds. I don't know about y'all, but when I've been wounded, that's how when, when folk know how to come. Somebody say, out of the woodworks. Nobody was there in my time of elevation. Nobody was there in my time of exaltation. But as soon as I have a wound, you come out of the woods. Somebody say haters. See, I don't like to say that, but this is what it says in the text. Because despite what you think, there are people. Watch this. I need for all y'all that are super saved. I need y'all to hear me and hear me good. Despite what you think, there are people that find pleasure in your pain. There are some folk that are waiting for Pastor Keith to fall and fall publicly. Somebody say they find pleasure in it. I, I've, been, I've been walking steadfastly, unmovable, always abounding in the word of the Lord. And as soon as I take a fall, they find pleasure in my pain. Oh, y'all don't like that this morning. There's some folk that you talk on the phone right now to that find pleasure in your pain. Somebody say, um, help, Lord, help me discern the truth. Oh, help me discern the truth. Notice this. This is why the Bible speaks of Penina in this manner in verse 6 of our foundational text. The Bible says, and her rival, somebody say rival, provoked her severely to make her, watch this, somebody say miserable. There are those that will be messy just to make you miserable in sorrow. I know we don't like this. I know y'all didn't want to get this kind of revelation this morning. But there are some folk that are messy while you're in sorrow just to make you miserable. Um, I'm going I'm to I'm help y'all out though. Yet if it's our desire, watch this, for the Lord to remember us. I know you got haters. I know you got folk that come out the woodworks when you have wounds. But hear this, even when folk are messy, the Lord wants to remember you. But you've got to maintain your composure. Somebody say, I got to maintain my composure. In other words, you've got to restrain from wickedness. Uh, the enemy wants you, watch this, to get outside of your character. But God says, if you want me to remember you, baby, you better restrain from wickedness. Somebody say, restrain yourself. Uh, in other words, our foundational text reveals that Hannah was provoked, yet she still remain pure oh, that's good news to me y'all in other words she restrained herself from wickedness I know we may not like this but we've got to turn the other cheek when we want to cuss them out somebody say restrain from wickedness well we got to not slap them when we know they're trying to be slick somebody say restrain from wickedness and watch this we've got to pray for them even when they provoke us in pain somebody say restrain from wickedness and hear this people 
will watch this cause you to lose out of your blessings and that which God has set aside for you because you allow them to provoke you into sin. Y'all hear what I'm saying? And watch this. When you're in seasons of sorrow, we can't get caught off guard when people provoke us. Somebody say that's a trick of the enemy. Somebody say I've got to expect it. And here's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to lose your mind so bad in seasons of sorrow that you do not discern the enemy. Somebody say, I got to discern the enemy. Matter of fact, I've got to expect the enemy in seasons of sorrow. Notice this. Notice what Luke chapter 6, verse 28 through 29 says, because y'all, y'all think I'm just talking. The Bible says, somebody say, this is Jesus speaking. He said, bless those that curse you. And pray for those who spitefully use you. Somebody say, that's hard. that's hard. And that's really hard, especially when you're hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, some, listen, it's hard when you're operating in holiness, but it's even harder when you're hurt. But somebody say, Jesus told me to do it. And he says to him who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And for him who takes your cloak, do not withhold your tunic. Watch this. I believe one of the reasons why God keeps his hand on me is because I remain holy even when I have haters. There were seasons in my life where I thought folk that really loved me would be there for me and then they would, watch this, they would taint my name, folk that I sat down to dinner with. Folk that I had intimate conversations with. I need y'all to understand something about the text. Somebody say this was back in the day. Penina and Hannah were in the same household. that you may be eating dinner with. Somebody say that the enemy is a sign. But I've got to remain, somebody say, holy. Ooh, it might be your mama. I'm sorry. It might be your mama. Watch this. So the critical question is, can you turn the other cheek in the midst of sorrow when they try you? Somebody say, when? Because watch this. It's not, a, it's not an if. Somebody say, they're going to try me. Because I've got to know and I've got to expect that the enemy is going to send somebody to provoke me because here's the enemy's whole goal for the Lord to not remember me in sorrow. So I've got to know, can I turn? And watch this, here's the good news. You've got to be prepared before they provoke. That ain't even in my notes, y'all. You've got to be prepared before they provoke. And the reason why you cuss them so easily because you were not prepared. Somebody say, prepare me, Lord. Listen, the reason why, and I've shared this before, me and my wife were going out to eat. And listen, Pastor Keith did not always look like this. I did not always have my life together. I did not always have it together. So listen, and it almost came out of me. Somebody say almost. Because these folk were riding in the parking lot. I got two little kids, and they were going too fast. Listen, I was about to give him a piece of my mind and more than just a piece of my mind he was about to catch a few pieces if you know what I mean but watch this the reason he didn't catch a few pieces somebody say because I was prepared I had been on my knees before that happened I had been in his word before that I had been in my prayer closet somebody say I was prepared and watch this Sunday ain't enough somebody say Sunday ain't enough and the reason why you are not prepared because you thought Sunday was I've got to be prepared before they provoke. Because watch this. People will always try you, especially in sorrow. And watch this. The reality is, it's easy to sin when you're sad. Did y'all hear what I just said? It's easy to sin. Don't let nobody think they're so deep. It's easy to sin. Because many, to include believers, watch this, have slept with anybody because they were sad. You said you get one call and his behind, you know his behind ugly, but you slept with him. Somebody say just because you were sad. Okay. Watch this. Watch it. Many of us have sipped on a drink just because we were sad. But put it down for so long. Why you gotta pick up the bottle now? Because it's easy to sin when you're sad. Watch this. Much of what has come out of our mouth is some stuff that we ain't said. We ain't cussed that good since um, high school. 
but because we were sad. Somebody say it's easy to sin when you're sad. But I told myself, I've got to prepare myself. Somebody might be saying, why is it easy to sin when you're sad? Because sadness puts us in a vulnerable place. And the enemy, y'all got to catch this. The enemy is not going to come after you when everything's good. This is why he attacked Jesus when Jesus was hungry. He had been fasting for 40. Somebody say he was vulnerable. The enemy always comes in seasons of vulnerability. This is why I'm so careful, and I'm just going to drop this off. When folk are grieving, don't, let, don't just um, grieve with them. The Bible says we should mourn with those who mourn. Don't just grieve with them at the funeral. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Because the enemy will always attack after the funeral. Because folk know how to go back to their own business. Somebody say after the funeral. We've got to make sure that we keep our hands on people like that when they're most, somebody say most vulnerable. Listen, that's why I try to pick up my phone when I know folk have been most vulnerable. I ain't saying I'm going to be, I'm, I'm God, but what I'm trying to say, somebody say I just got to play my part. Because watch this. It might be you today, but somebody say it could be me tomorrow. So all them calls that I'm sowing and I'm picking up now, somebody say you're going to need them tomorrow. Okay, you're going to need them tomorrow. Act like you don't need them. You're going to need them tomorrow. Somebody say, I need them. I'm going to need them tomorrow. All right? And watch this. I believe, and I said this, that the enemy assigns people to try you while you're in sorrow. Our foundational text, watch this. The Bible says, not that Hannah was Peniah's maid servant. Not that, that Penina was Hannah. They were just cool and buddies. The Bible says that Penina was Hannah's rival. Can y'all believe that? That the enemy will assign folk that are closest to me to provoke me in seasons of sorrow. See, this is, why I don't, this is why I don't lose my mind when stuff like that happen because I need to remind myself that this person may have been assigned, somebody say, by the enemy. And watch this. Many of us can be assigned by the enemy and not even know it. Watch this because we're vulnerable. He caught us when we were vulnerable. Y'all ever cut somebody out when you were vulnerable? I didn't want to do it, but I did. I was vulnerable. All right. I've been short with my wife. Watch this. Not because I wanted to, but somebody said I was vulnerable. This is why the Bible says that, watch this, after that Judas had ate the bread, Satan entered him. Somebody said he was vulnerable. If I don't watch myself, if I'm not careful, I can be used by the enemy to be somebody that I love, their rival. Ooh, somebody say, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. And watch this. And why, why is it so significant to turn the other cheek when people try you? I know that sounds good, Pastor Keith. I know Jesus told the disciple, but listen, I'm not one of the 12 apostles, so that, that was for them. I know y'all might be saying that, but watch this. Watch what Psalm 34, 17 says. Somebody say the righteous. Somebody say the righteous. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears. So that means, watch this, the Lord remembers the righteous. In other words, if I want God to hear me in my times of sorrow, somebody say, I've got to remain righteous. So watch this, even when the enemy catches you in a vulnerable state, somebody say, you better repent because I want to remain righteous. Because listen, I'm not saying you're going to get it perfect every time you get provoked, but somebody say, you better repent because I want to be able to cry out in times of sorrow. And somebody say, the Lord hear me. We love to say this text, but you done cuss folk out, you done beat folk up, you done did all kind of sin, and you expect God to hear you. Somebody say, not so. Even when we are hurt, we must remain, somebody say, holy. So here's the first thing. I want God to remember us. I want God to remember the women of God. But we've got to, somebody say, restrain from wickedness. Restrain from wickedness. So here, let's look at the next portion of the text. Let's look at verse number seven. The Bible says, so it was year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her. And therefore, speaking of Hannah, she wept and did not eat. Listen, if we can be honest, it's difficult to pray when you're in pain. How about y'all, but it can be difficult. It, it can be difficult to go to church when you've been crying. Somebody say it can be difficult. And it can be difficult to say hallelujah 
when you're hurt. Someone say it can be difficult. Ah, that, 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 I'm, that's, that's a reality, y'all. But if we desire for the Lord to remember us, even when we're hurt, watch this, we've got to continually find ourselves in the house of the Lord. Somebody say, I ain't talking about the physical building. I'm not talking about the physical building. But I've got to always find myself, somebody say, in the house of the Lord. Uh, in other words, what am I trying to say, y'all? Consider the response of Hannah in the midst of her sorrow in our foundational text. The Bible says year by year. Remember, her sorrow was extended. Then when she wept, um, when she went up to the house of the Lord, that she provoked her. Therefore, she wept and did not eat. Hear this. This means that despite what you may believe, you can weep and worship. Woo. Now, that's good news to me. Y'all know folk like to say I'm going through and I can't worship. The Bible says that she went up to the house of the Lord. You don't just go to the house of the Lord for nothing. Somebody say she weeped and worship. Therefore, watch this. We can't allow sorrow to hinder our worship. Watch this. Because watch this. Here's the good news. Worship keeps us in the presence of the Lord. Listen, if I really want to be remembered by God, I've got to always be, somebody say, in his presence. So listen, I know you ain't brush your teeth, you ain't bathe in a few days, but somebody say you better still worship. Listen, I know you ain't pick up your phone, I know you got your phone on do not disturb, but somebody say I've got to still worship. I know he broke your heart, I know you thought he would never do it to you, but somebody say I still got to worship. Because even when his behind leave, I don't need God to leave. Even when they leave me, I don't need God to leave me. See, y'all don't like that. Y'all want the people more than you want God. And the reason why you're crying, you're not crying really. Watch this. Y'all crying more over them than God. I'll just leave that at that. Watch this. Our text says that Hannah continued to worship. She went up to the house of the Lord. Ah, oh, that's good news, y'all. And notice what Psalm 91 says. I gave it to you. The Bible says, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Here's the good news. I need us to understand. It's hard to forget someone. Watch this. When you're always in their face. When they always in your face, it's hard to forget folk. Y'all know the folk that get on your nerve, they always in your face. Tell your neighbor, it's hard to forget them. And just like it's hard to forget folk that's always in your face, God says, remain in my face. If you would just seek my face. I don't have to worry about God forgetting me even in seasons where I can't even feel like I can get up on my own. God says, seek my face. Keep your face in his face. And somebody say, he'll never forget me. He'll never forget me. That's good news, y'all. Even when folk forsake me, I'm going to remain seeking his face. When folk turn their back on me, I'm going to seek his face. Therefore, the question we got to ask ourselves is, can we seek his face even while in sorrow? I think this is one of the greatest tragedies of believers. That when we get in places of sorrow, we don't want to do nobody, let alone God. And we wonder why our condition has yet to change. Because we fail. Somebody say to seek his face. Ooh, I've got to seek his face. I've got to seek his face. Uh, y'all know when the old saint said, sometimes you got to command your soul. Sometimes in seasons where you don't feel like it. Watch this. Somebody say the pastor too. See, y'all don't, see pastors don't like to say this. There's some Sundays where I don't want to come to church. Y'all heard what I just said? Somebody say the pastor don't want to come to church. But I've got to command my soul. Watch this. And as soon as I get into the house of the Lord, until I hear the worship of other believers, my soul begins to be stirred up. That's why the Bible says, and the humble shall hear that love and make a boast in the Lord. Listen, I've got to allow my soul. Sometimes I've got to command my soul even when my condition is in a place of sorrow. Somebody say, command your soul to worship him. That's why Serene was trying to get us to command our soul to worship him. Sometimes we get so familiar with God. Watch this. If you get familiar with God, God will forget you. 
See, pastors don't like to say that. I hope I'm helping y'all this morning. Somebody say, I'm trying to help y'all. Somebody say, I'm trying to help y'all. Watch this. Here's a word of wisdom. Your inability to worship in the midst of sorrow is the intent of the enemy. I need, the Bible says, not, do not be ignorant of the enemy's devices. Whenever you're in sorrow, he wants to place this inability to worship upon you. Somebody say, that's the enemy's intent. Watch this. So that means you staying in the house when you're hurt ain't helping you. You really helping the enemy. Y'all love to say, I got to get my stuff together. I don't need nobody around. I got to clear my mind. I know what I'm doing, Pastor Keith. You ain't helping nobody but the enemy. Because the enemy wants to hinder somebody say, my worship. And listen, if you're going to be at home, somebody say, at least be in worship. But some of y'all, y'all just home. Y'all under the covers. Somebody say, I'm just home. Yeah, many of y'all just home. Because the enemy knows that when you fail to worship, watch this. Y'all ain't going to like this. I'm being happy, but I'm going to make us happy at the end. Watch this. The enemy knows when you fail to worship him. No, not, not only when you fail to worship the Lord, not only does the Lord not remember you, but you become a reprobate. Did y'all hear what I just said? I become a reprobate. Watch this. The Bible says this in Romans 1.28. When it speaks of earlier in the text, it says that they did not think it worthy to worship him. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind, watch this, to do things that they ought not do. It's not only, well, God, God just say, okay, you don't, you don't, you don't want to worship me? Not only will I not remember you, but I'll give you over. Somebody say, Lord, don't give me over. Lord, don't give me over. I messed up, God, but don't give me over. That's why you got to command yourself to worship. Command yourself. You staying at home to be by yourself in the midst of sorrow, watch this, is what Satan wants you to do. You're not helping you. You're helping the enemy. I need y'all to catch that and catch that. If y'all don't take no other notes today, that should be your one note. When you're going through, when you stay home, that's what the enemy wants me to do. Somebody say, that's what the enemy wants me to do. You better turn up. I don't care what it is. If it's Maverick City, if it's Todd Delaney, you better turn on some worship music. You better get in your word. You better command your soul to get down on your knees and pray. Because the enemy, even if you can't watch this, because you don't, I'll say this. Everybody can't handle your hurt. Y'all heard what I just said? Everybody can't handle your hurt. But hear this, when I know folk are not mature enough to handle my hurt, I'm not going to allow it to keep me from the house of God. Yeah. And the house of God is not in physical place. Yeah. Somebody say, I've got to seek his face. I hope I'm helping somebody this morning. The enemy does not want you to worship. Therefore, we have to be like the psalmist in Psalm 73, 16 through 17a. When I thought how to understand this, it was too painful. Y'all know when you can be going through and it's just too painful. But the Bible says, until I went into the sanctuary of God. In other words, the psalmist said, I thought what I was going through would take me out. But until I got into his face, I realized that he would keep me. This is when the old saints used to say that he's a keeper. But you'll never know that he'll keep you in the midst of that kind of pain. Unless you, somebody say, seek his face. I've got to seek his face. He said, until I went into the sanctuary of God. Oh, that's good news to me, y'all. So hear this. I don't even know if I told y'all my second point. I was just getting too happy. Listen, we've got to resume with worship. When you're in sorrow, in seasons of sorrow, somebody say resume with worship. I can't let nothing hinder my worship. Uh, so hear this. Watch this. In other words, even in sorrow, you have to learn to press your way into the sanctuary of God. Somebody say your place of worship. Even when life has you burning, you got to be able to bless his name. And this is what this hymnist meant. By whatever my lot, it will, be, it will be well with my soul. In other words, nothing would hinder his worship. No pain, no hurt, no heartache will ever hinder my worship. It's still, it's, I'm going to command my soul to bless his name. Even when I'm going through Somebody say, I can still bless his name. So hear this. If you want the Lord to remember you, you've got to restrain from wickedness. You've got to resume with worship. 
hear this, the last portion of our text I want to um, highlight for us this morning. The Bible says in verses 10 through 11, notice what the text says. And she was in bitterness of soul. So watch this. You can restrain from wickedness. You can still worship and still be bitter in your soul. Don't let nobody tell you that God ain't with you and you're still bitter. Y'all hear what I'm saying? She was still bitter in her soul. And she prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Watch this. Here's the good news, though. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look upon the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but you will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life. Watch this. As I mentioned earlier in my sermon, pain can make it difficult to pray. Make it difficult to pray. But even more, pain can make it difficult to make petitions to the Lord. When you're in seasons of pain, I don't, God, I just need you to get me out of this. I ain't got time to be making no petitions. Just get me out of this. Y'all, y'all, y'all feeling what I'm saying? Okay. Some, some, some stuff you just want, like Paul said, just take this thorn from me. Uh, but the good news is, watch this, our petitions are heard by the Lord when we are in pain. Woo. That's good news. Uh, notice what Psalm 106.44 says. He regarded their affliction when he heard their cry. Woo. That's good news, y'all. And because God hears us when we are hurt, this is why we must use moments of sorrow to make our requests known unto God. Even when you're hurt. Because the Bible says, that he hears our afflictions. He heard their cry. I've got to use this moment to make my request known unto God. Somebody say, get up out, off the covers. Yeah, you got to get up out the covers. You got to get your, if you got to go brush your teeth, brush your teeth. But you got to make, somebody say, I got to make some petitions. Watch this. This is why even in pain, Hannah made this petition to the Lord. Oh, Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the afflictions of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child. Therefore, hear this. When faced with pain, the question you must ask yourself, are you making petitions to the Lord? In seasons of pain, just look over the history of your life when you knew God and you also knew pain. Did you take that time in those seasons to make petitions to him? I ain't talking about folk interceding for you. Y'all heard what I just said? Because we love to ask people to pray for us when we're in pain, but we never take our petitions to God in pain. The Bible does not say, listen, I'm not trying to be so deep, but our text does not say that he's listening to those that are making intercessions for you. He's listening to those, watch this, who are faced with afflictions. So in other words, in seasons of sorrow, God is pushing me to make petitions to him because his ears, watch this, are attentive to those that are in affliction. And the enemy wants you to believe that because you're in a season of pain that his ears are not attentive to you. Somebody say, he hears me. Watch this. Because here's what we know how to do. When we hear seasons of sorrow, many of us know how to complain to God. God, you know I've been faithful to you. God, you know that I've been trying to live for you. And we get, we complain to God. Many of us know how to be combative with God. God, I, I, if, I, if this all, if this what I got to go through and serve you, I don't want no part of this. How many of us have done that? And even many of us know how to curse God about pain. Somebody say, ask Job's wife. But how many of us can make petitions to the Lord in the midst of pain? I'm not asking nobody to pray for me. Somebody say, sometimes you got to pray for yourself. And watch this. Maybe in seasons of sorrow, God is waiting for you to pray to him. Did y'all catch what I just said? Maybe the reason your condition has not changed is because you failed to make, somebody say, petitions to him. I don't need nobody praying for me, baby. I need to make petitions. Somebody say, for myself. It's important to note that you don't need to worry. Watch this. If your petitions are off in the midst of sorrow, because when you worship in the midst of sorrow, God will reveal his will in the midst of sorrow. Did y'all catch what I just said? So I'm going to give y'all a prime example. He done left you after 30 years. And you praying to God, God sent him back. You, I know that your words say that you are God of reconciliation. God, just do it for me. I love him so much. And maybe if you did not worship, he, God would have never reve- would have revealed to you that that man is not for you. 
And this is why folk get back in relationships and get their head beat up. Somebody say again. If I can find myself in worship, God will reveal his will. And watch this, my petition. Somebody say, will never be off. Ooh, that's good. That, that's, that's a little nugget for y'all. It, it will, somebody say, it will never be off. This is why, watch this, in even one of Jesus' greatest moments of pain, he was able to declare this in the good news. I love the good news translation of Luke twenty-two forty-two. The Bible says, if you will take this cup of suffering away from me, but not my will, however, but your will be done. Because even Jesus knew that God remembers those who request his will. When I'm in seasons of sorrow, somebody say, I've got to request his will. And the reason why God ain't remembering you, because you're requesting your will and not his. When you request his will, watch this. I need y'all to hear this. It will always work together for your good. Listen, he may leave you, but if that's God's will, somebody say, it'll work together. I know that I gave my life to this job, and they just let me go. But somebody say, if I request his will, it'll work together. Watch this. I know I grew up in ministry with them. I know we served alongside each other, and God is calling me somewhere else. Somebody say, if it's, if it's his will, it'll work together. And watch this. Many of y'all are scared of his will because it's going to remove you from people that God's will ain't for your life. Did y'all hear what I just said? Y'all want to remain in the life of people, and, it's never, and it was not God's will for you to remain in their life. And some of y'all are so scared of God revealing his will, his will, and now you got to be obedient to what God has stated. Somebody say, just reveal your will. Because watch this. Romans 8, 28, I know we love the text. And we know all things work together for the good of those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose. This means when you pray the Lord's purpose, you are promised to prosper. I need y'all to hear this. I'm going to say something. That's really not about my sermon, but I need y'all to catch this. Prosperity is tied to his purpose. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Prosperity is tied to, somebody say his purpose. Y'all ever have folk tell you to sow into a word and you sowed into that word and you never saw any prosperity tied to that word? Somebody say it wasn't his purpose. Stop sowing into folk that are trying to get you, watch this, to sow into something that is not of God's purpose. This is why the Bible says that you should consider in your heart what you should give. Don't let no folk ever tell you no more to sow no thousand dollar seed and God ain't never tell you to do it. Because prosperity, watch this, is only tied, somebody say, to his purpose. I'm going to pray your purpose, God, so that I might prosper. Oh, that's good news to me, y'all. So we have to ask the Lord, watch this, in seasons of sorrow. I know it's hard, but God, reveal your will. God, this is difficult. I've never been through anything like this. This is my whole mama. Somebody say my whole mama. I don't know how to deal with this situation with my whole mama. But I need you to reveal your will so that I might request your will. Because my prosperity is tied to it. If I want God to remember me, somebody say I got to request his will. I hope y'all okay with this this morning. Listen, I'm trying to help y'all. I ain't trying to make you happy. Somebody say I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. You can get happy later. I says during seasons of sorrow, it can be easy to believe that the Lord has forgotten us. It can be easy. The enemy wants you to believe that God has forgotten you. Especially when our pain, watch this, has been made evident. God, why you got my stuff on display? God, I can't believe you can't be with me. Everybody know I'm going through. I saw something on Facebook the other day. They, they, they put their whole business on Facebook telling about about their husband homeless now. They, they boo homeless now. Done kicked them out of the car, kicked them out of the house, telling them they're going to give their clothes away to Goodwill. It's funny, y'all. But it's funny, but really what it is, it will make me think that God has forgotten about me. Why would you make my pain so evident? And God, not only is it evident, folk been talking about me year after year after year. And God says, hear this, that I can still remember you. God says, watch this, if you, can, if you can make sure that you restrain from wickedness. They can talk about you on Facebook all they want, but I'm going to restrain from wickedness. Watch this, the way that I'm not provoked into sin when my haters come, some might say I need to be prepared. So you may not be in sorrow right now, but prepare yourself. Somebody say prepare yourself. 
You better get on your knees. You better get in your word. You better make sure you're faithful and seeking in the face of God so that God can give you strength when you want to cuss their behind out. So God can give you strength. Watch this even when you want to slap your mama. See, some of y'all ain't going to say that. Sometimes you want to slap your mama. I know it. But I need God to prepare me. And watch this. I've got to resume with worship. I can allow nothing to hinder my worship even I didn't watch this. This is why you got to be careful when folk are on the altar. Oh, they still going through their time. They crying. They falling all out. No, I can still weep and worship, baby. Listen, the only reason I'm weeping and I'm worshiping because I'm still going through, but I need to still stay in his face. So I don't care what I look like because I've got to remain in his face. And watch this. Not only that. Not only do I need to restrain from wickedness, not only do I need to resume with worship, but I've got to request his will. I've got to ask God to reveal your will in the midst of sorrow so I don't make, watch this, another dumb decision that's going to keep me in sorrow. How many of us have made dumb decisions? I said this before. I was, I was a doggone fool in high school. I don't know why I stayed with this girl. This girl was messing me over. I knew she was messing me over. My homeboys was telling me she was messing me over, but I was so dumb. Somebody say I was young and dumb. But I ain't got to be young and dumb. Because the Bible says those that lack wisdom just ask for it. That's the good news about God. When you don't know what to do in a situation, all you got to do is ask God for it. And God will reveal his will so I won't be, somebody say young and dumb. I ain't young and dumb no more, y'all. I'll be asking God, God, tell me. Help me out, God. And notice this. Notice what... um, Hey, it says this concerning Hannah in verse 19 of our foundational text. The Bible says, they, so they rose early in the morning and worshiped before the Lord. And returned and came to the house of Ramah. And El- Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. But hear this, we find an even greater response from the Lord in verse number 20. The Bible says, so it came to the pass in the process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a son and called his name Samuel. Because I've asked for him from the Lord. Watch this. This means when the Lord remembers us even in sorrow, he will always reward us by being faithful to his word. Did y'all hear that? And notice this. We don't realize what God can produce in our life out of sorrow. Y'all hear what I just said? Many times we thought we lost so much and we're crying so bad over what we're going through that we'll never be what God has declared of our life. We'll never get back what we thought we lost. And then God says, I need y'all to see this and see this good. The Bible says that the Lord caused her to conceive a son and his name was called Samuel. He was a seer of God. He was a prophet of God. He was the one that that prophesied and said that David would come forth and be a king over the children of Israel. Somebody say he was a prophet of God. Much of what you think you lost and that you're crying over, God is trying to reward you with his word. I would rather cause God to be faithful concerning his word. And if I got to weep for it, somebody say I'm going to weep. The thing that God wants to produce even in your sorrow. Somebody say it's great. It's great. Let us stand to our feet. Oh, that's good news to me, y'all. And I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what pain that you've been dealing with. But God says, I can still remember. You don't allow the trick of the enemy to cause you to believe that God has forgotten about you. Let us pray. Whatever that is. Whatever sorrow that you have not seemed to have gotten over. I'm still troubled by this, Pastor Keith. It's been years, and I've still been crying. Folk don't know I've been crying. But in my alone time, I cry concerning it. Matter of fact, Pastor Keith, I'm crying right now. I'm going through a season of sorrow. And if it ain't you, watch this. As the old folks say, just keep on living. Because your season of sorrow is on the way. Father, we thank you. We honor you, God, that you remember us even in our pain. I pray for these women, God. I know it's for all of us, but I'm praying for women. (sighs) I know I'm not a woman, God, but I guess I might be a little bit biased because of the women that I've seen in my life. They carry so many burdens and they carry them so well that many times folk don't even know that they've been weeping. Our mamas have carried it so well, but behind the scenes, she's been weeping. God, there's a wife 
that's been carrying her burden so well in public. Nobody knows, God, that they've been weeping. God, we pray for the woman that has been weeping today. God, the woman, God, that has experienced pain years ago, but yet is still weeping even to today. I pray, God, that they're reminded this morning that you remember them. And God, the only way that you remember us, God, is if we can restrain from wickedness. I know they hurt us. I know they are the, they, they are the seed and the source of our hardship. But God will remain holy. God, your word declares, God, that it's better to have a good name than great riches. God, let our name not be tainted, God, because we could not restrain from wickedness. Matter of fact, God, you said the righteous cry out and you hear them. Let us remain righteous, God, even in the midst of pain. And God, I pray, God, that we can resume with worship. Help us, God, even if we got a weep, help us to worship you, God. Even, God, if we're in pain, God, help us to worship you, God. God, even if we can't come out of our house, God, help us to worship you, God. God calls us, God, to always seek your face. You won't, you won't forget a believer. That's always in your face. So we'll remain in your face, God, we pray. And God, even after that, God, we're going to request your will. It may be difficult. God, we may not like what you reveal. But God, if we can request your will and request your purpose, God, we shall prosper. Somebody shout, I will prosper. So God, thank you. And God, I want everyone, every woman, and every person under the sound of my voice to know, God, that although they may not be in sorrow now, God, that it's on the way. For your word declares, God, that man born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. Sorrow may not be with us today, but it could be tomorrow. So God, let us, let you remember us, God, even in sorrow. And God, reward us with your word. I pray, God, over every woman that thought they may have lost something, that they may have tainted their name, God, that they may feel like they've, they've forsaken some purpose over their life. God, even as you did for Hannah, do for these women, God, I pray. Reward them, God, by being faithful to your word. And every believer that believes, every woman that believes, that the Lord shall remember you. Give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. There's somebody watching this morning who says, I need a relationship with God. I can't get God to remember me because God doesn't even know me. And here's the good news. As Minister Serene declared this morning during worship, I says, if you have breath in your body, that means God is giving you another chance. So if you want to give your life to God this morning, he's giving you another chance. And the Bible declares that all you got to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart and you can be saved. What am I confessing? I'm confessing that I'm a sinner in need of Savior. Listen, all of us have sinned. All of us in the sanctuary, all of us watching online, this past has sinned. We've all sinned and fallen short of his glory. So I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. And I need to know also that that Savior is only Jesus Christ. I don't care what you heard. I don't care what they taught you in textbooks. I don't care what you done searched on YouTube. There's only one Savior. John 14, 6 says, says that he's the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father but by me. You're confessing that and believing that. And watch this. You're also confessing that you're not simply a Christian. And I love to say this, but you're a believer. And believers are those that say that I'm going to submit my life to Christ. I don't just want to have the title, but I want him to lead me. Whatever he says, do, I'll do. Whatever he says, say, I'll say. God is going to be the head over my life. I don't want to be like demons. The Bible says that demons believe and tremble, but they don't follow him. You're committing to following Jesus and you won't turn back. You won't turn back. If you confess that, if you believe that, you can be saved. Let me pray with you. Father, we thank you. Thank you, God, for the one that is felt in their heart. God, to know you this morning. Thank you, God, for another chance. God, you are the God of another chance. God, you've given them another chance this morning. They're committing their life to you. They declare, God, that they're a sinner in need of a Savior. That that Savior is Jesus Christ. And that they'll now allow the Lord to lead and Lord over their life. We thank you for them now, God, we pray. 
cause this journey and this decision to not be in vain. But God, if they remain steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in your word, God, they'll know that their labor is not in vain. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. And God, we thank you, God, that your word declares that when one repents, heaven rejoices. So God, in this moment, we rejoice with heaven. Somebody give God a hand, clap of praise. I'm confident that you didn't stumble upon this podcast by accident because God is sovereign. And whenever our sovereign God sends us a message for a reason, he wants us to respond. My prayer is that you respond by allowing the word to be planted in you so that it produces God's will for your life. Until next time, strive to not simply come to church, but to become the church.